Here to warm you up, Mark Tuohy, advisor to business and political leaders on The Morning Brief. Nice to have you, sir. Good to be here, John Moore. I have my lucky long underwear on, as I do every day, hot or cold, when I talk with you. All right. Well, we'll get to underwear and hexes and and all of that stuff shortly, but let's deal with a few other issues first. Uh, One of them would be that uh, the city is now looking at the idea of automated traffic enforcement on King Street in order to ensure that motorists actually turn right every time they get to an intersection and then clear the path for the streetcar. What say you? Far be it from me, although I'm going to say it anyway, this is a hate on drivers. Uh, it, 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 this might very well be the problem, but when you read the article, when you listen to the councillor, uh, Chris Moyes, uh, and you listen to the TTC spokesperson, they have some data on the time it's taking their streetcars to move along King Street. Then they go right into assuming what the cause of this delay might be. We think it might be cars, and so they're going to crack down on uh, automobile drivers. I don't know if they have any data for that. They certainly haven't presented any. That's just their assumption. But what else has happened uh, over that same time period? Well, they've basically ripped up Queen Street. They forced the Queen Street car off of Queen Street, on and off, back up and down. It's on King Street half the time. Transit through the center of the city is a mess by design because they're building the uh, the Ontario line. So, you know, to immediately jump to the conclusion that this is because, well, private car drivers are the evil villains in this, I think I'd like to see the data. Plus, you know, part, the last time I've driven down that area, I forgot briefly that King Street had all of these rules until I got onto King Street. Then I saw the signs. I remembered, oh, yeah, this is going to be a problem. Uh, but then you've got to get off going south if you're trying to go north. It's a bit of a mess, and people forget. And so automated traffic enforcement, I think, is dumb. I always think it's dumb because I think you'd be better off having a couple of traffic wardens, not cops, up there sort of reminding people that you can't do this. Uh, ticket people, that's fine, but just the presence there would remind everybody what's going on. A ticket in the mail 30 days later does nothing. Yeah, I have to say, I wish I had asked Olivia Chow again yesterday when she was in our studios, where are the traffic wardens? Because this, honestly, we were talking about traffic wardens, I think, in the first uh, mandate of uh, John Tory. Yeah, and I don't understand what's taken so long. I mean, you can hire and train police officers in less time than we've hired traffic wardens. I did see one of them this summer. Uh, actually, I guess it was a pair of them marked as uh, traffic wardens or whatever they're called. And uh, they weren't directing traffic. They were just kind of standing there with a the dumb look on their face like pay duty cops. So I'm not sure that <laughs> it's been a whole lot of progress involved. Probably a few paid duty cops listening to us right now who want to fix your wagon. Uh, the yeah, ed- well, that's because they're listening to us on iHeartRadio, not doing something useful to the traffic or the public <laughs> safety situation. Education Minister Stephen Lecce says teachers will be held accountable for any Israel Hamas comments they make in their classes. And while I think, you know, some political discussions are warranted, uh, yeah, if some teacher is taking a side in this dispute and trying to pass that on to their students, then I think they've got to be called to heel. 
Uh, teachers and the education system should focus on teaching how to think and uh, not what to think. They should focus on facts, not opinions. And uh, I think that this is a good take by the education minister. I don't know how much of a real problem it is. Uh, I think we kind of make mountains out of molehills quite often. But, uh, yeah, no, I think this is the smart move. Okay, there is a column in the Globe and Mail today that uh, parses through the history of the end of mandates of various prime ministers and shows how they were ultimately trounced at the ballot box. And based on that, the prediction is that the uh, Trudeau liberals are toast. This is not necessarily a new thought, but I thought it was very interesting to see all the evidence. Yeah, it certainly does not look good for the uh, Trudeau regime. But having said that, there's a potentially a long time between now and the next election, and a lot can change in a week in politics, let alone 18 months. So I wouldn't be uh, counting my blessings yet if I was the Conservative Party. Conservatives, uh, and and I have often been one, uh, you know, are want to very often call it a day and celebrate, kind of like the Toronto Blue Jays. Well before celebration is warranted and they kind of you know take things for granted and i don't think you can ever take things for granted in politics uh that same piece talks about the fall of trudeau senior uh who was in similar states in the polls and just couldn't uh, pull it back in lost to joe clark and then they kind of gloss over the fact that not that many months later he was back in power uh because joe clark fell out of favor very quickly and had bungled uh, a minority election so Pierre Trudeau uh, was back in power. I wouldn't count my chickens yet. If I was Pierre Polyev, I'd keep working, and I'd be a little bit afraid if I was a conservative strategist that we're peaking way too early. Yeah, I would say, you know, not that he's taking any advice from me, but Pierre Polyev, just put your head down, keep on working, keep on messaging, keep on representing yourself as a prime minister and waiting, and then maybe that happens. Yeah, no, I agree. I think, I mean, his biggest challenge is going to be, and I talked to him about this when he was elected uh, leader of the Conservative Party, was how do you make that transition from being your party's attack dog to being your party's leader and a potential prime minister where you need different attributes in the front window? And he's managing that transition reasonably well, but now's the time with polling numbers like this. He has a tiny little bit of grace to be a bit more statesmanlike uh, than he has been in the past and see how that washes. Okay, so we mentioned Patrick Mahomes, football player, has confirmed he wears the exact same pair of underwear for every single game and has done so ever since his rookie year. Now, he does say, Mark Tui, that he washes those underwear. But, I mean, I think, you know, I was going back and forth with a couple of my friends at TSN, and I said, you guys could do hours on this because sports hexes are, are mm. you know, there's a huge history to them. No, absolutely. And uh, and I wonder how many people in business or politics have similar little uh, superstitions. I mean, I don't I'm not a superstitious guy, but uh, when I come in to do radio as a host, I always bring the same bag because it's convenient. It's packed with the stuff that I need to do radio. It sits here. I don't use it for any other purpose. When I take something out of it, it has to go back because otherwise I would forget it. And in there, there is always a cold Diet Coke. It's cold when mm-hmm. I leave my home. It is never cold by airtime, and I almost never drink it. 
it. But I always put it there just because I'm terrified of having something, uh, my throat dry out or something catch in my, in my throat. I want something to drink and I'm out of coffee and I'm out of water. And so there's the backup diet Coke. And although I've almost never drank it, I noticed when I forgot it a couple of times that it put me off my game. And it's funny, I'm trying to think if I engage in any kind of sort of hexes or superstitions, and I don't think so, but I remember all kinds of crazy things. Like I knew uh, somebody in my high school band, they had to take their feet off the floor of the bus every time we went over railway tracks. Uh, One of our former news anchors used to have to hit uh, a plaque on the wall on his way into the office every single morning to ensure he had a good day. Yeah, the military has a number of them. They're not so much necessarily daily routines, but uh, some units do have them. You got to smack the uh, the threshold as you go into the building, uh, you know. And uh, mess dinners are rife with uh, oh, yeah. weird uh, trivia. I spoke once on an episode of uh, totally useless information with your colleague Nick about some of those. Okay, well, I remember that Royal Mil- Military College, the port, the uh, decanter could not leave contact with the table. Yeah, that's a Navy tradition. Every yep. Army unit uh, has their own slightly different variation of that. Thanks a lot, sir. Good to have you. Take care, John.